Well, folks, welcome to one more edition of Politics and Red. I'm Egberto Wills, your host. Thank you so kindly for being a part of the show today. We are going to have a great show for you today. As usual, you know what happens. Somebody send me an email, somebody send me some info, and it suddenly changes. It suddenly changes. We're going to have a little slight change of topic. I got a piece of mail from uh, Bruce Pollard, one of our great supporters, one of our great people here. And he said, hey, check this out. This is what I got from the Bernie Sanders folks, you know about healthcare, and I said, wow, I need to put that out. I mean, it's something that we've discussed before, but I think it's something we've got to continue discussing. Anyway, Michael Rodnan, Greg Palace, my friend, we've interviewed him about three, four, five times here. Don't buy Exxon's fable of the drunken captain. This story remains untold. The true cause of the Exxon Valdez catastrophe was the oil giants breaking their promises to go uh, Chugach natives of Alaska and to Congress cynically and disastrously. Promises to the, okay, uh, in the 15 years leading up to the spill, as the captain, Joe Hazelwood, he was below deck, sleeping off his bender. At the helm, the third mate would never have collided with uh, Bledge Reef had he looked at his Raycast radar. But the radar was not turned on. In fact, the tanker's radar was left broken and disabled for more than a year before the disaster and Exxon management knew it. It was just too expensive to fix and operate. For the Chugach, this discovery was poignant, ironic. 20 years later, earlier, the, Kuja, the Chugach sold Exxon and BP, the incredibly valuable port of Valdez, for $1. That's right, a $1. But they won something in return, a guarantee of the safety of the waters on which they survived. On their list of safety demands in return for Valdez was state-of-the-art on ship radar. Never trust corporations. They will lay pipe right up your, you know what, if it'll make them a dollar. Case it's not obvious, I'm a little pissed off right now. I can hear it in your voice, Michael Rudnan. I can hear it. Bridge MCP got her first COVID shot. Congratulaciones, mi amiga. Congratula. Oh, felicitaciones, mi amiga. Felicitaciones. That means I'm so happy that you got it. You're on your way, my girl. Jessica Taylor, welcome aboard. Yeah, she's there to congratulate her again. And, of course, there is Deborah Johns. How are you doing, Deborah? Great to see you here today. Anyhow, uh, anybody saw the, the press conference? For all, those, uh, for all those people that are trying to put into your psyche that somehow we have a, re a president uh, whose mind is in decline, wow, he sure makes... Uh, what is normally a rambling Trump press conference with no facts, with no information, with no value. Suddenly, it sounds like this guy that is supposed to be, ooh, go and see now. Sound like he had quite a bit of information. Sound like he was really out there. Wow. Uh, wow. It's amazing. Michael says, thanks for reading that long one out. Figured a single long one would be better than a bunch of short ones today. As this one really ticked me off. I hear you. Watch Biden. It was good. It was very good. But, you know, I, there's a lot of news in this conference, right? But the major papers are going to cover all that news. There's one snippet that I didn't hear much of them covering that I went ahead and made a cut of. And what I'm going to do is first introduce the show. We're going to start the show by saying, what is the show going to be about today? What is the show going to be about today? The show is going to be about the following, my brothers and my sisters, mi hermanas y mis hermanos. Biden questions GOP viability. 
Whoops, I didn't want to go to my store. How did that happen? Okay, Biden questions GOP viability, prescription drugs ripoff. Ted Cruz refuses mask, McConnell reboot. Biden asks about the viability of the Republican Party. We discuss pharmaceutical drug ripoffs, etc. So what I'm going to do, actually I think Eric Hayes, what questions don't you think he answered? Because I thought he answered the questions as best he could, given all circumstances. So please, in your list here, please tell me what questions that he didn't ask or that he didn't answer. And maybe I'll see if I can agree with you, but right now I don't think I do. Uh, so let's go ahead and play the first video of the day. Let's get busy. It's not enough that as a Donald Trump sycophant, uh, Ted Cruz is partially responsible by encouraging him for the over 500,000 Americans who died from COVID. A lot of times if they had good information, they would still be alive today. But that he continues to do the same irresponsible thing to maintain some sort of an ideological whim is ridiculous. Check this out, what he did. Would you like to put a mask on for us? Uh, yeah, when I'm talking to the TV camera, I'm not going to wear a mask, and all of us have been immunized. So, It'd make us feel better. Uh, you're welcome to step away if you like. The whole, the whole point of a vaccine, CDC guidance, is what we're following. Is that true, Sanjay? Is he following CDC guidance that when you're around a scrum of reporters, you don't need to wear a mask? It's not. The CDC guidance, and I just pulled it up again because the guidance does change, uh, admittedly. Um, but it says even if you've been fully vaccinated, you need to keep taking precautions in public places, wearing a mask, staying six feet apart, avoiding crowds. So it's, it's just it's not the case. I mean, I, I realize this mirrors a conversation that most of society is happen- having right now in terms of what can you do if you've been fully vaccinated? The concern is that um, for him, he's pretty well protected, admittedly, against getting severely ill, requiring hospitalization. I don't know which vaccine he got, but they're all pretty good at at preventing that. There's a couple of issues. First of all, they're not perfect, so he could still get sick. Also, you know, the big wild card here, as we've talked about, are these variants. Even though he should be very well protected against illness, severe illness and, and hospitalization from the variants, he may not be as well protected against moderate illness mild illness and the, and the possibility that he could still transmit the virus to somebody else. So when he's not wearing a mask, he's potentially putting other people in that room at risk. It's as simple as that. I mean, we've been talking about this for months now. That equation doesn't change yet. When enough people have been vaccinated, when we've reduced viral transmission rates low, that's when we can start to probably pull back on this. It is clear that these people don't care. They run to get their vaccines. They make sure they're protected, but they don't care about anybody else. Look at Donald Trump. Donald Trump went and got his injection in silence. Every single president that's alive made it very clear. Americans, look, I am doing it too. So if a president, a former president is doing it, you can too. You know that the vaccine is likely safe. But Cruz also got his. They're all immunized. They're not telling their people to... Go get your vaccine. It's very important. They're not doing that. Let me tell you, this is bordering on evil. Uh, People don't like to use that word. But when you can do things that you know, that you have seen, cause the hurt, the death of people, and you still do it for some ideological reason, how do you think? What's in your mind? How can you be expected to really support the people who really need good governance. Shame on Ted Cruz. 
Okay, um, let me see. Uh, um, Eric, you made a charge. You said that he didn't answer the, all the questions. Please, again, you know, what, what a lot of times the right likes to do and then the, the people who follow their news, their false news, usually pick up on without any evidence, is they just blurt out something. You blurted out, my dear friend, and you said he didn't answer the question. Specifically, what question didn't he answer? Your response was, in general, they always cut, in general, they always cut away uh, the media short, and when they add or questions they don't like, they deflect. Okay, I don't want to know in general. Please tell me specifically what questions you wanted answered that was not answered by our president. That will tell me quite a bit as far as how maybe I can, you know, enlighten or, or something of that sort. So please tell me what you're talking about. So what question are you saying wasn't answered? Uh, Norman says, sadly, it seems that due to the lack of worldwide and universal vaccination effort, we are headed for a whack-a-mole with regards to variants. We need to all stay aware with the vaccine, stay ready to fight the variants that are sure to evolve. Here's what I think Biden is going to do. I think Biden is going to try to clean up the United States pretty well. In other words, make sure everybody gets vaccinated, see where we are. And I think after we've, in, uh, we've seen where we are, we can then go ahead and say we continue to invest the billions to make these vaccines and throw them all over the world. And he's done a test case of that already by giving Canada and uh, so far loaning Canada and Mexico some of the, uh, I think it's the, I don't remember, the, the, not the Pfizer, the, I think he's given them the AstraZeneca uh, vaccine that's not yet approved here, but he's given those away. And I think eventually we're going to have so much vaccine out there. These companies are going to be trying to make them like crazy. And I think we should be passing them out like fruitcake. But here's the funny thing about it. Bernie Sanders raised hell the other day because he said these companies shouldn't be making a lot of big profits on this vaccine, which I agree with. But until we change the mode, what I think should happen is the Western government should go ahead and make all these vaccines available at minimal cost all over the country, all over the world. It is an investment in the well-being of absolutely all of us, in the, uh, in the well-being of all of us. It's not just one thing. It's for all of us. Okay, Jessica Taylor says precautions are required. Absolutely so. All right, let's go to the next video because this is a video that I thought was kind of interesting. Let's take a look at it and then we'll take it on the other side. It's not enough that as a Donald Trump sycophant, uh, Ted Cruz is partially responsible by encouraging him for the over 500,000 Americans who died from COVID. A lot of times if they had good information, they would still be alive today. But that he continues to do the same irresponsible thing to maintain some sort of an ideological whim is ridiculous. Check this out, what he did. Uh, yeah, when I'm talking to the TV camera, I'm not going to wear a mask, and all of us have been immunized. So, uh, you're welcome to step away if you like. The whole, the whole point of a vaccine 
CDC guidance is what we're following. Is that true, Sanjay? Is he following CDC guidance that when you're around a scrum of reporters, you don't need to wear a mask? It's not. The CDC guidance, I just pulled it up again because the guidance does change, uh, admittedly. Um, but it says even if you've been fully vaccinated, you need to keep taking precautions in public places, wearing a mask, staying six feet apart, avoiding crowds. So it's, it's just, it's not the case. I mean, I, I realize this mirrors a conversation that most of society is happen- having right now in terms of what can you do if you've been fully vaccinated. The concern is that um, for him, he's pretty well protected, admittedly, against getting severely ill, requiring hospitalization. I don't know which vaccine he got, but they're all pretty good at, at preventing that. There, there's a couple of issues. First of all, they're not perfect, so he could still get sick. Also, you know, the big wild card here, as we've talked about, are these variants. Even though he should be very well protected against illness, severe illness and, and hospitalization from the variants, he may not be as well protected against moderate illness mild illness and the, and the possibility that he could still transmit the virus to somebody else. So when he's not wearing a mask, he's potentially putting other people in that room at risk. It's as simple as that. I mean, we've been talking about this for months now. That equation doesn't change yet. When enough people have been vaccinated, when we've reduced viral transmission rates low, that's when we can start to probably pull back on this. It is clear that these people don't care. They run to get their vaccines, they make sure they're protected, but they don't care about anybody else. Look at Donald Trump. Donald Trump went and got his injection in silence. Every single president that's alive made it very clear. Americans, look, I am doing it too. So if a president, a former president is doing it, you can too. You know that the vaccine is likely safe. But Cruz also got his. They're all immunized. They're not telling their people to... Go get your vaccine. It's very important. They're not doing that. Let me tell you, this is bordering on evil. Uh, People don't like to use that word. But when you can do things that you know, that you have seen, cause the hurt, the death of people, and you still do it for some ideological reason, how do you think? What's in your mind? How can you be expected to really support the people who really need good governance. Shame on Ted Cruz. Shame on Ted Cruz. Okay, guys, uh, before we go into, the, um, before we go into uh, uh, Mitch McConnell, I think I'm going to flip it here. I want to talk about the medi- the, 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 what the drug companies are doing to us all. And I, I did a video a few ago. I don't remember how long ago. But it was with um, Congresswoman, uh, what's her name again? Congre- Katie Porter. I want you to see this because this is something that I, I think, I, I love this. I, I love Katie Porter. I just think she's one of the most knowledgeable Congresswomen out there. I just think she's always on point. So I did a piece on her, and I want to play that piece right now. If I can get to it, I think that's it right here. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go ahead and play that piece, and then we'll take it on the other side. All right, Katie Porter reminds former CEO how much of his 13 million salary came from tripling cancer drugs. And I'm not going, I don't have to go in uh, and, and uh, read that. Um, this, th- this is a story here. Uh, Daily Coast wrote it up. A lot of other people wrote, wrote it up. I was going to write it up before the show, and then I said, you know, let me use the Daily Coast. I'll write it up for my blog later on. But what I want to do is play it. As my colleague, Ms. Presley, established, Celgene makes Revlimid a cancer drug. Do you know what the price of Revlimid was when it first hit the market in 2005? 
I, I don't remember the number, but it was uh, 200 or... Reclaiming my time. It was $215 for one pill. Do you know what the price of Revlimid was in 2013? I can look it up, but I don't recall. I don't have it in front of me. 412 per pill. How about the price? Let's get into more recent where your memory may be jogged. How about 2017? I would say approximately $700 a pill, but I, again, I don't have it in front of me. 719 per pill. And today, Revlimid is cost $763 per pill. I'm curious, did the drug get substantially more effective in that time? Did cancer patients need fewer pills? During that time, the uh, development of Revlimid included six additional indications, uh, some in lymphoma and the balance in uh, patients with different segments. Oh, great. I, I want to reclaiming my time. So, Mr. Ellis, you discovered more patients who might benefit from paying $763 a pill, but being able to use a drug for more patients doesn't necessarily more price. Is there, did the drug start to work faster? Were there fewer side effects? How did you change the formula or production of Revlimid to justify this price increase? The indication changes are for subsets of different patients with disease. Reclaiming my time, Mr. Ellis, I understand that. What I'm trying to understand from you is how did the drug improve? If I were to look at a pill and analyze it from 2005, when it cost 215, and I was looked today at, at when it cost 763, would that pill be the same? I understand your question about the pill. The pill, the manufacturing for it would be the same. Great, thank you. So to put that in perspective, you hiked the price by $500 when the average Orange County senior only has $528 left in their bank account after they've paid their basic monthly expenses. The average Orange County senior can't even afford one pill. And you said recently that nobody pays the list price, but that is not correct. Do uninsured patients sometimes pay the list price? I can imagine there are circumstances where underinsured or uninsured patients would be paying close to or at the list price. I, I don't know of any specific circumstances, but I would my time, Mr. Ellis. I, I want to turn to one other number if you would you would help me. Um, do you know what this number is? I does it ring I any bells? I think you're referring to my compensation in some way. In some way. This was your compensation in 2017 for being CEO of Celgene. And that's a lot of money. It's 200 times the average American's income and 360 times what the average senior gets on Social Security. Now, of that 13 million, about 2.1 million came from your company hitting yearly earning targets. Um, and more than half of the bonus formula was based on those targets. Any increase in the price of Revlimid would also increase your bonus by increasing earnings. Isn't that right, Mr. Ellis? If revenues increased and expenses did not, then earnings would be enhanced. And Thank you. Mr. Ellis, in fact, the oversight the committee found that if you hadn't increased the price of Revlimid, you wouldn't have gotten your bonus. 
Mr. Ellis, do you know how much you personally received in bonuses over two years, the last two years, just because Celgene raised the price of this one drug, Revlimid? I receive very generous compensation, but I don't know the exact number that you're referring to. In fact, you personally received half of a half a million dollars personally just by tripling the price of Revlimid. So to recap here, the drug didn't get any better. The cancer patients didn't get any better. You just got better at making money. You just refined your skills at price gouging. And to be clear, the taxpayers spent $3.3 billion on Revlimid. 3.3 Medicare, $3.3 billion. Um, look, I love that woman. I, I keep repeating myself. I love that woman. Because what she was, I mean, she didn't say as much as she could. You know, uh, if you listen to Trump, if you listen to a whole lot of neoliberals, if you listen to Republicans talk about health care and talk about medicine and about how uh, the reason we have the price of medicine is to go ahead and have more research, etc., 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 what she has proven with that little thing right there. Thank you so kindly, David Wilson, for becoming a member. Thank you so kindly for others. Why don't you join David Wilson and become a member right now by clicking on that, uh, that, that link, join. If you're on YouTube, just click the join, baby. Click the join and help us do what we're doing. Now, here's the deal. I want you to think about this. That what she showed there was perfect. She showed that his increasing the price of a, of a medicine that did not change between 2005 and 2020, 15 years of that medicine being there, instead of that medicine dropping in price, they, for the sole purpose of greed, for the sole purpose that they can do it, they are going to raise the price of that thing that all of you are going to pay all of us are going to pay because they can. Now, you know that the, 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 the thug that Donald Trump likes to talk about or that the law and order thug that goes into a 7-Eleven and steals a cookie or that steals a pen or that steals a popsicle, they lock them up with a key and they throw them into a jail, right? They throw them into a jail that costs more to hold them than the price of the popsicle, right? Let's stop for a minute. I'm going somewhere with this. But this guy with a suit on, looking quite the man, he is the biggest thug, the biggest thief of them all. Because he can rip you off legally. He can go ahead and say, I don't care that engineers and scientists and all these guys didn't do anything more to make this drug better. Because of our economic system, I can screw you. And you cannot put me in jail for, putting, for either causing your suicide, for either causing you to just die from cancer because you can't afford it, or for ripping all of us off. In other words, they are taking your money, that money that could be in your savings to buy a better home, that money that could be in your savings to put your, your kid in school, that money that could have been used to do other things. They are saying, no, -uh, I want that. I want to increase my bonus. I want to increase my bonus, so I will just take it.
I will just take it because I can. I want you to, I, people have to understand this. It's important. Because what happens is a lot of people don't, they, they don't tie the, they don't tie the knots together. They say, oh, the price of the drugs are going up. And then you ask yourself, why? The engineer has already been paid. The university who actually developed the formula that they then tested to use in a product has already occurred. Remember, most drugs are not developed by these drug companies. These drug companies usually use something that was developed at a university that you already paid for. And when they make those exorbitant profits on these drugs, they don't give the government back your me when I, the government your money. They don't give you back. Remember, you invested. You are the taxpayer that invested in the University of Texas, in Notre Dame, in, in Harvard, in the testing that all these guys, when these guys went ahead and put in projects to develop these formulas, you paid for it. And when these formulas are about to be realized into a product, they then sell it, right? Oh, let's just go ahead and sell this to a corporation. And as we sell it to a corporation, the corporation says, oh, wow, we can make a killing on this. People, I need you to understand that this economic system is a fraud and you are just a pawn in it. These guys who make these executives, and, and, and look, Masticator, Tank 28, all of you guys that are there defending this system, you are the ones that are most being screwed. You know, let me tell you, uh, personally, I developed software in, in the past before I decided to become a poor person and do this. And the funny thing, the, the, the thing that I had, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you where I'm going here. I had what's called pricing power. I have a, 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 um, a video that I do call pricing. Oh, I should look that up and play it for you uh, because it had to do with insulin. But w anybody who has pricing power, uh, there's nobody who can control you. And that's what all, in, in other words, if you make something that nobody else can make, you have pricing power. If you, are, if you pu push other people out of that business, you have price and power. And price and power is one of the major tenets of capitalism, right? And unless you have regulations, uh, when you have price and power on necessities, you can force people to have to use you. And these are the things we have to try to fight. These are the things that we have to try to get into our brothers' and sisters' minds so that they can understand that it is a system designed to, not to kill them, to ensure that they will never, ever be able to accumulate anything. The video that I want to show you, I'm going to play that video tomorrow. It's one that I did on price and power. And this one is one that anytime I think about it, I want to cry. And I tell you why I want to cry anytime I see it. Because it is like the people that are defending this status quo are the ones that are getting screwed. A lot of us can, can survive it in as much as we're getting screwed too. But not as bad as those folks that are there, glory, glory, hallelujah, on a system that was not designed for them. It was designed for a select few. A level of gradation that 0.1% have the 1% helping them out. The uh, 1% has the 10% helping them out. The 10% has the 20% helping them out. And the 80% are screwed. The 80%, if they have a $400 bill, they cannot handle it. 
it messes their entire budget off going forward. How do we solve that system? Well, you know what? We have a lot of progressives coming into the fold. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, Ilan Omar, Rashida Talib, uh, our, our, our new, my, my hero, uh, Katie Porter. These are the people. These are the new people that are coming. I, in my book, as I see it, class warfare, the only resort to right-wing doom. Look that up on Amazon, EgbertoWillis.com. I discussed that. Mike Cizak said the patent system through government. No, the patent system through the private corporations. I discussed that in this book. As I see it, class warfare. The patent system is a fraud. But the patent system was designed by the private companies so that they can maintain control over medicine, over seeds, over everything. Even your, even your, your, your form, even your form is controlled by the patent system. So my brothers and my sisters, I don't have a link to this book as I see it. Just go to Amazon and check it out. It, I, I wrote this a while back um, you know, and, and explain all of that. Okay, we're coming close to the end of the show. Folks, please click that join button. Become a member of Politics Done Right. All right. Uh, that, was, that was a show I did earlier this year, I believe, or late last year. I don't quite remember what time I did it. But it, it was touching to see Katie Porter in action because I think she's great. And like I said, the reason I played that is that Bruce sent me uh, – um, Bruce, Bruce our, 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 our friend, the friend of the show, supporter of the show – Bruce sent me a piece, and he said, uh, Egberto, this is uh, interesting to talk about, about drugs. And when he, didn't, he didn't ask me to play it today or whatever, but when I saw the piece, I'm like, you know, we need to keep this in people's psyche. As we talk about health care, oh, 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 as we, uh, we need to talk about health care, right? All the time. We have to keep it in people's minds. Why do we have to keep it in people's minds? Because... The way the media works and the way they, they work in cahoots with the corporatocracy is they try to keep you focused on other things. Right now, the big problem, immigration, the borders are flooded every single year. The borders get flooded. As it turns out, in, in Biden's press conference, he told the inconvenient truth. This stuff is cyclical. This is not the maximum we've ever seen in 20 years, as they say. I mean... Uh, they, they, they use selective data to say that the selective data is if we look at children. If you look at the mass in immigration, there's nothing unusual about what we're seeing here. It's just that now we're saying we got to hold on to these kids because we're not going to let them back out. Otherwise, they just turn them around and, and it's all over. We could be inhumane if we wanted to. But, you know, we always create something to take us off of the things that are important. What are, what's are, the, import, what are the important things right now in our society? One is getting this pandemic taken care of. And two, is to make sure our healthcare system is changed into a system that supports everybody, that it doesn't bankrupt people. Those are the two big issues. And then, of course, minimum wage and environment, etc. Those are the real issues. The immigration thing is a minor thing. If you are not living on the border, if you are living in Timbuktu, Texas, you don't see this stuff. If you're living in Rhode Island, if you're living in, 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 in Kansas, if you're living in Kentucky, if you're, this stuff has no impact on your life. But they want all these Republicans seeing all those people on the border to get them taken up. Anyway, so Bernie, 
Uh, Bruce sent me this stuff today. A good friend of mine sent it, and it says the, uh, the the title of the show, the title of the article that uh, that Bar- Bernie sent out was "Insulin costs ninety eight dollars and seventy cents in the U.S., but six dollars and ninety four cents in Australia." Why is that important? You're right, Lawrence. Lawrence, thank you. Lawrence. Actually, I as I ask for your forgiveness, Lawrence, and everybody listening to me. Lawrence just put me in my place. Lawrence Sims, that is. Three, getting the right to vote right. And you're right, brother, because if we don't get the right to vote corrected, all the things that we have to do in healthcare, in immigration, in climate change, and all of that, it goes out the door. So that is not no number three, brother Sims. I erred. That has to be numero uno. We have got to get that done. Thank you for bringing that up to my attention, to, to reminding me. It's not like I didn't know it. Thank you for reminding me, Lawrence Sims. Okay, before I continue, uh, it's time for me to ask for your support. If you're on YouTube, please go ahead and click that join button. Become a member. I need your support so we can continue doing these things. What we do, I tell you all the time, so we, we do about five videos and five blogs every day so that we can populate the entire space with the progressive mantra, the progressive message to counteract all that crap that you hear from the right that pollutes the minds of good people like uh, Eric Hayes here that listen to us and, and other good uh, conservatives that are here uh, joining us every day listening to this stuff. They have to be, their minds have to be polluted with the friends that they hang around who are also polluted from bad, horrendously lying information. What we try to do is we try to populate the space with good info. So please go ahead and hit that join button. Become a part of our posse. Help us continue to do this work. If you don't see that, if you're on uh, Facebook or Instagram or whatever, go to politicsunright.com slash YouTube, politicsunright.com slash YouTube. You can also help us by getting our mug, our mug designed by the leader of our PDR posse, uh, Bridge MCP. I put in the mug that she designed on air with also with all those folks who have also purchased the mug then send pictures in to say, yeah, we've got the mugs, baby. We've got the mugs. Also, if you can help us out, Please consider becoming, you can help us out in one method, several methods, whatever you want. Uh, please consider becoming a patron. Uh, if, you, if you don't want to join on YouTube, you can become a patron. Go to politicsandright.com slash patron. Patron is spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N. P-A-T-R-E-O-N. I've already put it on the screen. You can also support us via PayPal. Politicsandright.com slash PayPal. Politicsandright.com slash PayPal. Uh, you can also get our book, that book that's on the screen that I always have on the screen. It's worth it, How to Talk to Your Right-Wing Relatives, Friends, and Neighbors. You can get it at the, inst- the, the Amazon link that I just placed on the screen. But if you want to get rid of the middle person and go ahead and get all of our other products that we sell as well, go to politicsandright.com store, politicsandright.com store. You can get our T-shirts, you can get our hoodies, you can get our masks, you can get our cups. We have several other cups, etc., and you'll be helping us out. You can get all our books there as well. Uh, by the way, on Amazon, you can get all our books as well. And um, if you want to see all our books, I can actually give you that link to all our books somewhere here. There is my, there are all the books. I'm getting it out. I'm getting it out. I'm getting to the books. If it'll ever come up and show you what they are. But folks, we do need your support. We could not, we could not possibly do this 
without it. If you want to see all the other books, check it out there. E2247 says, Egberto, as a recovering software wonk, you will enjoy reading Burn In, a novel of the real robotic revolution by Singer PW, published 26 May 20. Got to take a look at that. Thank you very much for that. Norman Reynolds says, if we, if, if we let everyone in the country that are at $14,000 per month for 10 years, those immigrants would be less than 1.3 of the uh, total U.S. population. The math is so important. You know, that's why I love having engineers, lawyers, doctors, and everybody else in between, garbage people, janitors, everybody. We have listeners of every scope here. And every single one is very valuable because I always learn from what they have to say. Thank you, Norman, for those numbers. And thank you, E2247, for the direction on that book. Again, please, folks, uh, consider supporting us in that form. Now, Continuing with the show with what uh, Bruce actually brought to us. Bruce brought to us the subject at hand, which was or which is, maybe I better get to it real quickly. Then I'm going to put it on screen. It actually came, uh, the Bernie folks sent it out, and it was uh, what drug costs in different places, right? And what we had to do. And, and in the blog that I wrote for it, and I'm going to put the link to the blog in there. Please send this blog all over. Take this blog and re-put it in your emails, put it on your page. What it is is a repeat of what, what uh, Bernie sent out. And it says, um, this, let's see, this time, the time is long overdue for Congress to take on the powerful special interests. I better put that on the screen so you can read along with me. This, the powerful special interests uh, this country. And to be honest with you, there is no more powerful interest in this country than the pharmaceutical industry. Today, today, the pharmaceutical industry charges us by far the highest prices in the world for prescription drugs and has managed to create a situation where they can raise their prices to any level they want to, no matter how many tens of thousands of people die or get sick because they can't afford the medicine. When I talk to you about pricing pressure, in that other video that I showed you that I did, that's what we're talking about. Hey, we got ourselves a new member. Thank you so kindly. Let me go ahead and get a copy of that and welcome our new member. Hey, Bridge MCP, we got to welcome our new member, uh, boss woman. Uh, that is a new member coming in. We thank you so kindly for becoming a new member. Let me go ahead and put you up on the screen for being a part of our PDR Posse. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's go ahead and do, I'll, I'll put that on the screen a little uh, in a little bit. Welcome. What's the name? X-Dice Dragon. I love that name. X-Dice Dragon. Uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a little bit older. You got to somehow tell me what X-Dice Dragon means. Someday you got to explain to me what X Dice Dragon means. And when I learn what X Dice Dragon means, I'll tell you guys. But uh, let's go ahead and uh, put that person's block up here because we are happy to have you. Come on, where are you? Where are you? Come on. There is how we have X, X Ice Dragon. Welcome as a supporter of independent media. We just placed them on the screen. Anybody else want to join X-Dragon? We would love to have you. We thank you so kindly for being a part of our 
you know, I mean, we, we, look, the truth of the matter is we could not do this without you. Okay, thank you again, Exercise Dragon. Let's go back to the, let's go back to the program and talk about uh, what Bruce brought out to us all. So here's the deal. I want to scroll down to the parts that's really hurtful. Because I want, to under I want you to understand that this is an attack on you. This is also an attack on your well-being. This is also considered theft. That guy that you saw Katie Porter interviewing, that person has a tie and a suit. Okay? He has a tie and a suit on. But he's a thug. You know, we get a feeling that thugs look a certain way. That person that holds up a store. That person that picks somebody's pocket. This person is picking not only your pocket. He's picking your life savings in real time. And he's doing it legally. Remember, how, what Katie Porter showed clearly. This executive... Simply increase the price, not because the product changed, not because it cost more to make the product. None of that is true. He increased the product because he could, and he wanted a bigger bonus. That's the only reason I wanted to take more money from you. Some countries are humane. They say, you can't do that here. You can make a profit. It's legal to make a profit. But that executive who got that big bonus, he doesn't have the mental capacity to create the drugs. Those were already done by you. You invested your hard-earned tax dollars to make those drugs. He is just a thug, a legalized thug who could raise the prices on you. Look at the price here. Same insulin, America, $98.70. The highest next price is Canada, $12. Then Germany, Alemania, $11. Then we have France, $9.08. Then we have the UK, $7.50. Oh, we got another member that upgraded. This is uh, Tom C. Thank you for upgrading your level of membership. Tom C. just upgraded his level of. We have several tiers of memberships. He just upgraded it. Tom C. I am so kindly. I'm so thankful for all of you guys. You guys are wonderful. Um, anyhow, we need it, and we need a lot more. We, you know, I'm, I, we are still negative, but we 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 thank you so kindly for doing this. Anyhow, folks, look. Look at Australia. $6.94. Is there something we can do about it? Yes. We are made to believe that we are impotent, but we're not. It's not going to happen overnight because we have to kick the bombs out first. You have to share programs like this where people can actually see it broken down. Where Katie Porter is not given a 30-second uh, slot, where Katie Porter is not given just a little bit of time to, for, the, for that part that's sensational. But we're, thank you so, uh, thank you again, uh, 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 
Tom C., you are wonderful. Um, we need folks. It's so important for independent media to be out there, to give Katie Porter what she deserves, the amount of time she deserves so that you can actually see exactly what she's talking about. So that you can actually be able to explain this to your friends. You have to be able to explain this to your friends. And that's what Katie Porter does for us. She goes out there. Now, they kicked her off one of the committees. I hate to tell you that. Uh, she, they, they, were, they, they were supposed to give her an exception to be on another committee. They didn't. And I think this is a particular uh, committee that, they, that she got kicked off of. But you know what, folks? It doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. Anyway, here it is for uh, Tom. I wanted to put Tom on the screen. To, you know, I, I, I like to, what is the word? I got it, a patron for policy. Hey, thank you for going for patron, brother, E2247. Look, I wanted to, when people are, thank you very much, E2247. When people are kind enough to say we're going to do this, I like to highlight them. So there's Tom C., Upgraded membership. I didn't even know YouTube uh, actually gave a special banner for that. Notice it says upgraded membership there for um, for that. So thank you so kindly. So that is uh, that is that that is uh, our friend. I am I am just touched. That's all I can say. I'm just touched. Thank you so kindly for becoming that member, Tom C. All right, folks. So you can see the difference in pricing. We need you to do this. We're not impotent. Share these videos. Because an informed America is an informed people, and informed people use their rights to do what is right. And that's what's going to get done, folks. If enough of us understand this, we will make that change. The problem is we have all this investment from the pharmaceuticals who are there telling people things like, um, you know, the private sector handles healthcare better. And you ask you have to ask them, okay, explain to me why is it that what inherent to the private sector? And I, I you know and I don't mean I really want this answered, right? What inherent to the private sector makes it better? In other words, what is the technical thing that says I add an expense in the private sector, and that expense that I add in the private sector, you know what it is? A lot of people don't realize this. That expense in the private sector is profit. So how can I tell you I can give you better pricing without reducing services if I also have to, in addition to paying for the service I'm giving to you, I have to pay money to a shareholder? I have to pay money to executives. I have to pay money for duplicated services, meaning different databases. Uh, it, the doctor's office have to hire more people to talk to different insurance. All those things are, are very expensive. But the private sector wants to lie to you and fool you into not knowing math, that somehow that becomes more efficient. That stuff adds about 20 to 30% to the cost of administering health care. Meaning for every dollar you put in healthcare, 
20 cents to 30 cents goes into all these things. And people say, well, Obamacare restricts it now to 18%. Not true. There are ways around it, and that's what they found out. That's why all those stocks went up for Obamacare. They are trying to tell you, you're stupid, that somehow I'm going to skim all these billions of dollars to give my shareholders and to give my executives, and somehow, somehow, magically, magically, it's going to be the same. Folks, it's time for us to stop believing the crap. It's time for us to mobilize. So please share these programs. I know you come and you watch it every day. I thank you so kindly for watching these programs every day. We couldn't do this stuff without you. We, we definitely couldn't. But I have to ask, also ask you to please, I beg of thee, to be more engaged. To also, you know what I did today? You know, I know who my congressman is. I know who my uh, senator is and so forth. But this morning I woke up and I got an email from Huberty, who is my local state rep. He's a Republican, but he's a good guy. And, um, you know... There was a time that, uh, you know, I, I had to call him up a few times because there was some bad stuff that bloggers were doing against him. And I there was a bad report that was going to come out. And I called him up and I said, hey, guy, be prepared. There's, there's stuff that's going around and they're asking me to put this out on you, etc. I don't operate like that. I don't behave that way. So, therefore, I just want to give you a heads up of this is what's going to happen. I, you know, he votes incorrectly half the times. But like I said... He's one of the good, good ones. But I realized that I didn't know my list of the, the, the little ones. So I went ahead and I added all of them to my Rolodex, meaning Outlook, my Outlook mail, so that I could get to them at a moment's notice. So I am sending up to call Ted Cruz, Cornyn, and my guy, uh, who's my congressman? I always forget, the one-eyed guy, Crenshaw. And tell him I want these particular things done. But we need a lot of people doing it. So I'm going to ask all of you to share the things that you learn here, to share the things that you learn at other progressive sites, and not only share them with other people, but share them with, a, share them with an ask. And that ask is to say, please call your congressperson and tell that congressperson to do this, this, and that. We need an interactive democracy. You know... Uh, I've had my website for a long time, right? And on my website, I want to show you something that I've always had on the website. And it, it goes like, uh, where, where is it? I, uh, it's not home. Come on, Egberto. I think I probably have it on About Us. Let's see if it's on the About Us part. part. Uh, let's see. That, yeah, I'm sorry. That, you're right, Eric. That may have been a bit insensitive the way I said that. Ah. That was so stupid of me. I shouldn't have said that. I apologize for anybody who uh, heard me say that about uh, Crenshaw. I should have said the guy that has an eye patch on or something. My bad. I apologize. That was, that was really bad of me. I, I didn't even think about it until you raised it up, um, Eric. Thank you for raising that up. Uh, thank you for raising that up. Uh, that was insensitive. It really was. Ouch. Uh, okay. I always put on my, on my site... I have this statement that I put. Uh, 
political involvement should be a requirement for citizenship. And what I mean, yeah, he was a SEAL. He, he's a, he, he actually, I, and I, I, I praise him for that. I spoke to him before. You know, I went to his, I, 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 I cornered him at, at a restaurant once we're out here. You know, um, but anyway, it is important for us to really be engaged. So that's all I'm going to ask all of you to do. Please engage because um, we are not impotent at all. We are not impotent at all. We have the power to do quite a bit. I'm getting to the end of the show, which means I need to call all you beautiful people out. You know what I mean by call you out. Tell you, hi, thank you for being here. Michael Rodnin, thank you for being here. EVQ, Bridge MCP, Director of the PDR Posse, thank you for being here. Jessica Taylor, muchísimas gracias por estar aquí. Deborah John, Michael, thank you for being here. Deborah, Michael Rodnin again. Uh, Eric Hayes, thank you for being here. Folks, Eric is, I, 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 I see a couple of other conservatives here. I'm going to call them up because they've never declared themselves a conservative like Eric has. Eric, thank you for being here. And thank you for always being here because we need all of you here listening on all sides because you know we speak to everybody. E2247, my brother, thank you very much. HR1S1, we also have to talk about that. I was sent a, 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 a S, S1 for dummies that I want to read to make sure that I know all there is to know about the bill. Uh, let's see who else is here. Who else is here? Jessica Taylor, I think I called you out. Para ver quién más está aquí Julie Van Osdell, thank you so kindly Norman Reynolds, thank you for being here Norman, Norman got the message of the day Actually, uh, let's see Who else is here DS, muchísimas gracias por estar aquí uh, Let's see MC Par LB Thank you for here, the duck that quacks Listen in EW, Biden gave a very Impressive news conference, shows that he Still have everything upstairs, a lot of people didn't Realize that he still had everything upstairs They wanted to create some sort of a caricature, but it was unsuccessful. All right, going down, going down, going down, going down. Let's see who else have we got. Rosalinda Perez. Or Rosalinda Perez. Como estas? Muchas gracias por estar aquí. I love me some MZ Porter too, my girl. Uh, let's see who is uh, DCT Revit. Thank you being, for being here. Uh, I'm going down. Lawrence Sims. Lawrence Sims actually had to correct me today. Thank you, because I, I got it all wrong when I put the numbers of things that we had to be uh, cognizant of. Thank you very much for pointing that out, uh, Lawrence Sims. Uh, let's see who else is here. I'm going down the list. If you, if, Deidre Scott, I'm reading It's Worth It. Some of your tips helped me make peace with a Republican friend. Thank you very much, Deidre, for getting the book, and thank you very much for engaging your Republican brothers and sisters. You know, like I tell people, all these folks are cool. All my friends out here in Kingwood, I live in a very red area. I enjoy talking to them about it at Starbucks. The truth is they care about their family just as much as I do. They care about working and having fun just as much as I do. When we get the ideological stuff in there that creates a division on the 10 or so percent, that's what kicks it. And I won't allow those people to win. The plutocracy needs us at each other's throats. I'm not going to be at your throat, uh, uh, my, my, my Republican listeners, my conservative listeners. I'm going to be at the throat of those politicians and the think tanks that are creating this disharmony. Because I understand I got to beat them. I don't have to beat you. You have trust in them. 
I got to break their trust. They're the ones that are giving the bad information. Okay, let's see. I'm almost done here. Let me see if I am for real. I'm skipping down, keeping down, going down, going down. Tom C. Tom C. Upgraded. Thank you, brother, for upgrading. Uh, let's see who else. Uh, para ver quién más está aquí. Uh, I see Eric Hayes put something. 16 million drug company stock investment conflicts. 42 U.S. senators out of... I, I don't know what you're trying to do, dear brother, but anyway. Uh, let's see. Uh, I think I called out Julie Van Ostel. Anybody wants me to call him up, please come on. Uh, John Cricket, welcome aboard. Just put your name in there. I like to call everybody out. Anyhow, we're at the end of the show. Folks, I have an interview with, uh, with, with, with Lawson in a few, in a few minutes. I got it in, in D.C. Uh, with the Social Security Works about the people's checks not going out on time. It turns out a Trump sycophant is holding back many Americans from getting their physical checks. You know, the ones that the social people on Social Security, the checks are being delayed by a Trump sycophant that's still in office. We're going to talk about that with, um, with uh, Alex uh, Lawson right now, who is the director, the CEO of Social Security Works. So I got to run now and do that interview. Anyhow, my name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics Done Right. And you know, you know, you know how I end this baby. I am what? Out! We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to, trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.